Blog Talk Radio. A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean Good afternoon on the East Coast, good morning on the West Coast, and a great day to you whenever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dias, broadcasting live from the studio of EloquentOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. You're listening to The Power Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? Build a bear? Um... IHOB. First, before we get to the generational stuff, I've got to tell you, folks, uh, I don't know where I saw it, but it's one of these things that I agree with. I do not believe experts anymore. Everyone's talking about how bad Build-A-Bear did yesterday with their Build Your Bear for the price of your age, which, of course, I would never do, but um, certainly it appealed to a lot of people. Uh, I mean, it's all I've heard about today. How can that be bad? And, of course, IHOB. Um, I never went for it. I never thought they were changing their name. Everyone was talking about it. And I've, I've, I've been there in the past uh, week and a half since it started and hadn't been there in, in possibly years. So uh, if you're seeing stuff today on LinkedIn and social media about these are bad things, eh, I think the media in general in news in general has become bad. It's, it's reporting bad things that happen, not just things that happen. They reserve that for feature stories, uh, you know, wedged in between the uh, used car lot commercials on the 10 PM news on television. And in that very uh, succinct span of time, I just named about three things that Gen Z never does. Has your, has your Gen Zer ever come up to you, mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, aunt and uncle, older brother, older sister, and said, hey, I need the TV at 10 so I can watch the local news? Maybe if they're a high school football player or a high school soccer player and their team is featured on the sports, uh, but they very likely will just TiVo it from their mobile phone while Instagramming their friends and Snapchatting the link to the video blog they're going to use the story on in approximately three seconds after the feature runs. Got to talk about Generation Z. Very, very interesting generation. We've talked about them quite a bit this year in the context of the fourth turning, the Strauss-Howe. That's Strauss with two S's and Howe with an E, the Strauss-Howe generational theory, which I think is really coming into play here with Generation Z. And, and although I want to talk about the article in the Credit Union Journal and some other things that I saw, uh, I'm beginning to think that maybe because this is our fourth, fourth turning as we go into the 17th American generation, I believe it might be time to start looking at these generations, taking that 4-4 context that we talk about in music, the power performance. We talk about music on this show all the time. If your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? A song that you love on the radio, if you ever get the sheet music, S-H-E-E-T, mom, the sheet music, 
if you look in the upper left-hand corner, you'll see the time signature, and almost invariably it's in 4-4 time. If you're at church on this particular Sunday and you, and you look in the hymnal uh, at the sheet, mus- sheet music, it is also almost in 4-4 time, and I think, I think it makes sense. I think we have patterned our lives in fourths, in quarters. That's where the Strauss-Howe generational theory comes from, that you have these quarters to every human life, and therefore you can apply that to a generational cohort. Well, it might be time to do what is called cut time. Uh, I don't know if anybody, I, I thought I'd heard it called cut time. Instead of it being four, four time, two, four time, you know, two beats to every measure instead of one, two, three, four beats to every measure. Things have gotten so fast, so quick. As we talked about a couple weeks ago, the vernacular, the social media language of Gen Z is fast. It's not think about something, take a picture of it, and send it to all of your so-called friends. It's Snapchat. You say it quickly, Snapchat. Two of the fastest syllables are Snapchat. Take another picture of yourself with your tongue sticking out with your friends at Whataburger and send it to your so-called friends. It's not called that. It's called Instagram. Instagram, instant, snap, instant, snap. There is a speed component to Generation Z, which I think is fundamentally changing, and I'm not judging it, fundamentally changing the culture and the tempo of the marketplace. And those of us like me who just geek out on generational things need to start thinking about this. Maybe it's time to agree that maybe the, maybe the World War II generation and the silent generation belong together. Is one big generation. Maybe the baby boomers in Generation X belong together as one big generation. Maybe, you know, I don't know. I think, I think we're going to have to rethink, reimagine how we label these generations. And, of course, the good news is if we're wrong 80 years from now, I'm not going to know I was wrong because I will have assumed room temperature and gone on to my great reward. However, in contemporary times, if we're talking about how to apply this to your brand – where money is involved and branding is involved, I think it is very, very significant to talk about Generation Z and all the generations. I used to start every speech that I gave, and I gave a ton of them, over 400 of them, on generational marketing and management. This is not, this is not a new interest in mine. Um, we did the show for almost six years. The co-host was a PhD, Dr. Troy Hall, and then the fill-in uh, VIP co-host, Dr. David Tuyo, is also now a PhD. So when my mentioning my, you know, four-year degree, my, my Bachelor of Arts in American History from the University of Texas at San Antonio doesn't sound so impressive, but I've always loved history. I've always loved thinking about history. It's why I, I always said in my sessions before they started, I didn't have some cheesy picture of me uh, up there on the opening um, slide. I, I had simple. History is change with it or get changed by it because it's true. And I think we really need to start thinking about the tempo, the tempo of the marketplace is changing, I believe, dramatically. And maybe what Gen Z is, is really maybe the never before seen pivotal generation that either gets us back into a quadrilineal, you know, four generations turning, four generations turning, or maybe it's just we don't even think about generations and quarters anymore. I mean, when you think about it, the Strauss Howe theory is ba- basically based upon an 80-year lifespan, which was true for a lot of parts of American history, um, but it's really not anymore. 
And when I would ask the question, if you want to know what generation you're in, um, ask yourself this question. So number one question people would ask me after, after my keynote session, my, my brilliant, award-winning, hilarious keynote session, um, well, what generation am I in? And I'm thinking, well, we just covered this uh, for an hour or for 90 minutes, but I know what they meant. They, a lot of times they were on the generational bubble, if you will, you know, born in 65, not, not 59, uh, born in 47, so not really born during World War II, certainly didn't serve in World War II. Like I said, I, I, I geek out. I don't talk a lot about the fact that I've, I've got a degree in history because, like I said, it just doesn't sound all that uh, impressive anymore, just a bachelor's degree. It sort of today it kind of sounds like, you know, the, the GED from Ace Driving School and Diploma Warehouse at the local law, right? So I don't talk about it so much, but I've always loved history, and I love the generational stuff, and I love talking about it. Uh, like every generation before them, Generation Z is going to be shaped by the history into which they were born, the shared life experiences, the shared cultural. And if history is a guy, there's that word again, the usual lack of creative thinking when, when it comes to how to intentionally engage them in the banking marketplace elsewhere. Like I said, it's not my first time talking about it. If your brand wants to intentionally engage gener- the next generation of car and home buyers, bankers, I'm glad you're tuning in because history is you can change with it or you can get changed by it. And we're going to talk about it all right after this. why webinars send us hate mail, the power of performance. That is absolutely right. Wow, from 1986. Walk like an Egyptian. I heard that so many times when I was down at Fort Benning, Georgia, at the Airborne Infantry and Ranger Schools. They used to like to say, you can't be like me, Airborne Infantry. But what you can do is listen to this show every week, and we're always talking about generational things. Again, in musical parlance, generational marketing and management is the key signature of our show. You know, you got the time signature and the key signature, the, the vibe, the theme, if you will. It's always been very generational. Um, this actually comes from a credit union journal story, which was based upon data from a place called the Center for Gene- Generational Kinetics, which is right up the road in beautiful Austin, Texas on Shoal Creek, uh, as beautiful a city as you will find in the great state of Texas. Um, although it's only about 45 minutes up the road from New Braunfels, um, we're about uh, 60 light years away culturally. Austin is a very, very, very progressive town, a very, very youthful town. People up there love it. Those of us down here in New Braunfels, hey, keep Austin weird. Just just keep it out of Comal County as much as you can. All right, listen, this is um, the Credit Union Journal has this slideshow, eight things banks and credit unions need to know about Generation Z. And believe me, I'm not going to cover all eight. And like I've told y'all, if you're thinking about doing a top 10 list, do a top five list. The marketplace, the tempo has been cut in half. The way we cut this show in half from a 30-minute show to more of a a 15-minute to 16 to 17 to 18-minute audio blog with a guest that usually still goes over. And when I get off topic like I am now, it goes over. But this is one of the slides that jumped out at me. Going for big banks 
Hmm. We just talked about that last week. Um, CUNA, this is why I was so tough on CUNA. They're, they they want $100 million more of your money, even though they've already lost $5 million of it, to go after the big banks, the open your eyes, or as I call it, the open your wallet campaign, to go after the big banks. Well, I've got bad news for you. 47% of Gen Zers already use a major bank, right? 10 don't have a bank at all, and 19% are with a credit union. Can you imagine the market share if you just go and get half of them or all of them that don't have a bank, period? I don't know if you're going to get them away from the major banks. The major banks have been here. Wells Fargo gets to basically run a fiduciary criminal enterprise, and all they need is a big, expensive, multi-million dollar rebranding, reimagine, reestablished campaign. And you know, the Wells Fargo wagon is uh, coming down the street. Oh, please let it be for me. Well, it is that for a lot of folks in Gen Z. And I don't think an open your eyes campaign that is going to be delivered to the same three generations, baby boomers, Gen Xers, and millennials by CUNA is going to have any impact at all on Gen Z. And as I've told you so many times, the best way to market to Gen Z is to market well to their parents. That has never changed. But we're talking about Gen Z, fair enough. Uh, I don't know why, but this one says the source is Rad and Research Insights. All the other ones credit um, this generational um, kinetics uh, site that I went to. Really, really nice looking. Uh, they go through some of the same things about avoiding debt and retirement. Oh, there, there's one other one real quickly. Fiercely opposed to fees. Totally and completely 100% agree with that. This is why I, eh, they kind of remind me of the World War II generation. Uh, when I worked at the bank, you'd have a guy come in that had 90 grand in his checking account and another three mil spread around West Texas, Midland, and Odessa. And he'd be coming in to show you, hey, y'all made a mistake here. Uh, you were off by a dollar 13. And he meant it. And he wanted that dollar 13 back because, of course, the World War II generation life experience was the great depression. And then they fought World War II, where you did not become a millionaire enlisting in the American military in World War II. And so the Gen Z, same thing, very opposed to fees. Uh, I, think, I think that is – I don't know that I could say that when I was uh, the age of a Gen Z or in high school. You, know, you paid for things you knew what you were paying for. You didn't, you didn't get to manage that on a phone. Uh, so a lot of times you didn't really even know what you were paying for, and uh, you didn't have a lot of fees when I was you know, in high school. What was I going to have a fee for? My parents didn't charge me a fee for eating and sleeping and living in the house. I didn't have a fee to go to Converse Jets in high school, home of the mighty rockets. Um, but anyway, I get what you're saying. They, they're not only they theaters, they don't believe they should have to pay for television and all this other stuff, not television in the, you know, turn the channel <laughs> sense or the remote control, but in their case, YouTube. They do not watch. They just simply don't watch over the air television anymore. This is the one I wanted to use it. It's just sort of a, I agree, but I want you to be mindful of this. Independent idealists. All right, listen, we were all independent idealists when we were in our teens and as young adults and as kids about to become teens who wanted to be adults. And, uh, but it's the last little point here. And this one's from Merrill Edge, uh, uh, Merrill Edge report. I, I guess they based some of this on the, the generational kinetics, um, this is actually sourced out of 2018 Merrill Edge report. It's from Merrill Lynch. Uh, and, and I'm glad because I'm glad the, the, the Center for Generational Kinetics isn't suggesting this. 76% want to invest in companies 
with diverse leadership. Now, look, I've got nothing against diversity, but I'm telling you, when a Gen Zer sits down to make a decision about where to open their first account, A, it's probably the parents directing them, and their parents aren't going to say, well, before we do that, would you show me how to use your iPhone again? I want to search the, uh, the board makeup of Frost Bank or Wells Fargo or Bank of America, and as long as they have one of each like they do in all of their ads – then I guess we can. I guess we can go there. I don't think that conversation ever happens. Uh, as I've always said, youth trumps ethnicity and gender. All have the same considerations that are almost always based on age. You know, I'm thinking ahead now to the post-parenting years. It's like, why would I want to stay here in New Braunfels, Texas Republic thereof? My parents have a beautiful home on the golf course down at Olympia Hills on the fourth tee box. And they never go upstairs. Yeah, it's two bedrooms, a studio, and a bedroom, and family would be comfortable there, and a nice big uh, living area in the middle, and the usual stuff you need, a bathroom, and a kitchen downstairs, and a mom that's okay to live there for 10 years. So I have no shame in that. But I'm only thinking about that based upon my age. Whereas also thinking about uh, the kind of car for a, for a new driver, I mean, all based on age. That's why I'm fascinated by insurance companies, right? And again, musically speaking, if, if I asked you to tell me who the CEO, the CFO, and the COO are of um, Farmers Insurance, you wouldn't know, but you'd know the jingle, dun, 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 right? I mean, same thing with any brand. It, I don't think that conversation takes place, honestly. I don't think young people uh, run to the website because they don't use those either, by the way, and check out the leadership of a brand. I think that's one of those statistics that makes it in there just to prove that the people doing the research care about diversity. I'm not saying you shouldn't care about it. I'm just saying in banking, age trumps all of that. And so I don't think people are going to well, – should, should it be generationally diverse? Should your CEO be 23 and your COO 56 and your, or your chief information officer, again, 26? Can't manage diversity. It happens by itself. But Generation Z, um, I would encourage you to read everything you can about them. I think they may be ushering in a time where we reimagine how we label and how we separate these generational cohorts, that maybe the 20-year dynamic – is, has changed. It, it, it served its purpose for 16 American generations, but God, my goodness, the, the time has changed. World War II, the silence, baby boomers, Gen X, we all had rotary phones. But man, just like that, two generations never had a pay phone. Really just something, like I said, to think about. I love talking about generational things and will continue to do so right here on The Power Performance, the show that asked the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? My name is Jason Dice, and until next we speak, I'll talk to you all. Almost forgot. Don't forget to check out the link. It's right there in the episode description. The third episode of the Credit Union Marketplace podcast, a production of the Cooperative Credit Union Association. We'll talk to you all next week. Take care. Bye. And that's all, folks.